0: Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning does indeed come from St. Matthew. Chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, and that can be found on page 1501 in your pew Bible. Matthew records, Now, when Jesus saw the crowd, he went up on a mountainside, and he sat down. And his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will seek God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, because nothing good comes from any other source. You will agree that there are many biblical texts that we have heard so often that it is very tempting to sort of Go through them on autopilot. Yeah, I know this one. And then just kind of go off somewhere in our minds. And if we were to make a list of those texts, the Beatitudes from today's gospel would most certainly be in the top ten. You know, the one that I just read, the, the blessed are the meek, so they'll inherit the earth. We've heard this before, and there's a real nice pattern in the words, and it all sounds very noble, and the truth is, the question is, do we actually ever seriously think about what they mean? When we hear the sounds of those words, Do we actually pay attention? And then, when we do stop to study the Beatitudes, it is often the pattern that we convert them into a list of things that we have to get right before God will bless us, before God will love us, like us, look at us, be nice to us, all those things. It's a list of things to do. And it's possible that we could go on a quest to become poor in spirit, to a quest to become sorrowful or meek. To add to this, there's this kind of unfortunate linguistic t- uh, twist here. When you hear the word beatitude, and what is that? Beatitude. It sounds like two words be and attitude. And it's easy for us to start thinking that these attitudes are what that, the thing that I must be in order to get the blessings from God, in order to be in the club. And there are many publications out there people selling books or, or any kind of article on uh, the internet. They've got titles like Be Happy Attitudes. And that's unfortunate. It is our natural attitude as fallen human beings to find these kind of things attractive. Like what things? Well, we like it when someone says, you know, you can control your life. If. You follow these guidelines or these processes, these principles, these steps that you can achieve your goal. Seven steps to a better prayer life. You've heard of that? And it is this kind of thinking, it's really attractive. It's really appealing to our old sinful nature. But it's a lie. And I'm going to show you. I've got to share with you that there are people that have come to me and to talk to me over the years, and they've said things because they heard this kind of false teaching from other churches all of their lives. And they don't understand why it hasn't worked. They may turn to me and say, Hey, Pastor, man, I I have really hungered and thirsted for righteousness, and I don't feel satisfied. They could say, hey, I, I have mourned, but I don't feel comforted. I've tried to be pure in heart, and I just can't get it right. What can I do? You know, someone somewhere has taken the marvelous gospel blessings of Jesus Christ and twisted them. Twisted gospel into law. And the weight of that perverted law crushes people and it, and it drives them into despair. It actually, it breaks my heart to see such despair because there is such great gospel in the Beatitudes. But when we twist it, people can become broken by it. Now, there are many ways to study the Beatitudes. One, a very good way is to begin with the bookends. So the first and the eighth Beatitude. First we have, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And then we have, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom in heaven. And these Beatitudes promise, they promise us the kingdom of heaven. And we heard about the kingdom of heaven last week. Do you remember? In the Greek language, a kingdom is not just a place, but it's the ruling activity of the king. And therefore, the kingdom of heaven is the ruling presence of God. Do you remember that? That the kingdom of heaven is the deeds of God performed in and through Jesus Christ, God's only Son. The the kingdom of heaven includes everything that Jesus did and still does to bring us to life eternal with him. Basically this, the kingdom of heaven is Jesus Christ himself. The kingdom of heaven is in the word and the sacraments. Now the phrase poor in spirit simply describes the way we are. We have no spiritual resources. There is nothing that we can do to earn salvation for ourselves. We are born into the debt of sin, and we only go deeper into debt as long as we live. And all people are poor in spirit, everyone, everywhere. They can't help it. Now, the first beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It teaches us that the presence of God in human flesh in the person of Jesus is a blessing to all sinners. The people who heard Jesus teach this the first time, well, they didn't have the whole story. But we do. We know that Jesus is a blessing for all sinners. Why? Well, because he took the sin of debt of the world, to the cross, and there he paid it all. We, who were deep in debt of sin, are now rich in Jesus Christ, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Our wealth in Christ was made sure when Jesus rose from the dead. The beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, means this, that sinners are blessed because Jesus has earned salvation for them. Now, the bookend of the eighth beatitude also describes the way we are. Jesus describes us as persecuted for righteous sake. Now, the righteousness in this phrase is not our good deeds. Instead, it is the righteousness of Christ that he earned for us with his perfect life and his innocent suffering and death. Now, the world hates Jesus. And so it hates those who have his righteousness. And as a result, the world persecutes those who believe. And when this happens, When this happens, Jesus promises us his blessings. The one who reigns in heaven already belongs to believers in such difficult times. Now, the persecution of the church is part of the now, but the not yet of the Christian faith. The present reign of Christ in this world is a hidden reality. What does that mean? Well, it means he rules not from power, but from the apparent weakness of the cross. That he shows his true power only to those who believe in him. And it is only on the last day, on the last day, all people will see Jesus and know that he is both Lord and Christ. One day every knee shall bow and one day every tongue shall confess. That's coming, but not now. He still reigns and until then he will bless his church even as he suffers persecution as she suffers the church suffers persecution for his name's sake now the book and beatitudes they teach us that the true blessings of these beatitudes depend entirely on jesus that there is nothing that we can do to earn these be- these blessings for we are spiritually poor as we remember the blessing that Jesus gives us in these bookends, we see that all the Beatitudes, every single one of them, depends on Jesus. Now those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, look out at the world around them. You look out at the world around you. I look out at the world around us. And as we look, we see many who reject the kingdom of heaven. We see the sin and the evil of the world, and it breaks our hearts. And we mourn over the sin that we see in ourselves. And we also mourn the sin that we see around us. Now Jesus tells us that these mourners, that's you, that's me, that these mourners are blessed Because when the last day comes, that Jesus will comfort all their tears, all your tears, all of my tears, and he will take away all of our sorrows. And even as he lives with them now in a way that we cannot see, he lives with us now in a way we cannot see, here and now he is present, we will see him and we will live with him forever. Those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, look at themselves and see that they are meek. They are not meek because they seek meekness. They have not set out on a quest to become meek. They are meek because, as sinners, meek is all that they can be. That's all that you can be. It's all that I can be. Meek describes the helpless sinner helpless on our own power. Now, even so, because of the work that Jesus has done for us on the cross, we will rule with Jesus on a new earth, the earth that replaces this sinful world on the last day. Now, those who have Christ, who is in the kingdom of heaven, know that Jesus Christ is their righteousness. They know that they are helpless, and only the righteousness given to them by Jesus, only that righteousness saves them. And once they have tasted the righteousness of Christ, they want more. They want as much as they can get. They always hunger and thirst for more of the righteousness that is Jesus. Jesus says that these people are already blessed because on the last day he will satisfy their desire of righteousness and they will be filled. Those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, continuously receive Christ's mercy. No, Not only does Christ's mercy work in them, but it is also working through them. Listen to this. This beatitude describes the church of Jesus Christ as a community of people who freely forgive those who sin against them. This beatitude parallels the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer, where we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And this mercy is not something that we work in ourselves, but something that Christ works in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. Those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, have a pure heart. We receive the forgiveness of sins when the Holy Spirit works faith in us so that we believe in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And when the Holy Spirit does, when he does that, he performs a heart transplant. He removes our dead, unbelieving heart, and he creates a new heart in us. And when the Holy Spirit works that faith in us, he gives us a pure heart. And those who have such a pure heart we'll see God face to face, for the day will come when God will call us out of this valley of sorrow and he will bring us to himself in heaven. And those who have Christ, who is the kingdom of heaven, are peacemakers. You are peacemakers. And even though they are spiritually impoverished. God has generously made peace with them through his Son, Jesus Christ, by virtue of our Savior's holy, precious and precious blood and innocent suffering and death. And through that we have peace with God. Now those who have that peace readily share it with others, and they proclaim the message, Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, the summary blessing doesn't really seem like much of a blessing at first glance. That's the one where it says, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. And it says, Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, and so, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know, no one, no one enjoys being an outcast, but how else can we expect a sinful world to treat those whose sins have been forgiven? When people in this world make us miserable because we trust in Christ, Well, we have the promise of blessing from Christ himself. Now, it's not our job. It's not our job to earn the blessings of the Beatitudes. Instead, Jesus has taken it on himself to give us these blessings in his love. And in order to give us his gifts, he endured our punishment and he carried Our shame. And these blessings come to us by God's grace, and not anything, not one thing that we do in ourselves. Now the world, in its wisdom, would look at these Beatitudes and say, these are symptoms. They're the symptoms of those who have that disease, known as Christianity. And those who know, all of you, those who know that they are poor in spirit, look at these beatitudes and see the signs of Jesus Christ and his church. And they see the gifts God has already given us. And they rejoice and are glad, for their reward is great in heaven.